and welcome back to your new favorite podcast, MMR Talks. I'm your host, Antonio Walker-Willi, joined again today by Mr. Shalom Bo. Shalom, how you doing today? Man, we're having a good day, man. It's a, it's a beautiful day out here in Quincy, Massachusetts. Oh yeah, absolutely gorgeous from what I'm looking at. And uh, who do we got uh, today joining us? Some familiar names and faces. Oh yeah, it's your boy DJ Famous Shameless, program director here at Mass Music Radio. Thank you for having me. And James Askins, uh, podcast extraordinaire, um, friend of the community. Jimmy James. Friend of the community. It's good that it has, it's been a while since the, the, the four of us were here for MMR Talks. I think yeah. it was the, the Christmas special. That's all, the holiday special. That's wow. how long ago it was. That was a great episode, too. It was a great episode. I want to I ask everybody, uh, what's up? How's everybody uh, doing since the last time we all saw each other? I know a lot of us see each other frequently, but I'm sure some stuff happens in the in-between yes. that of we course. don't know about. Well, firstly, I have new glasses for those that can't actually see me since they're only listening to this. I have new glasses, so that's the biggest new what's up going on with me. Brand spanking new? Brand spanking. Literally yesterday I got these. Nice. So brand spanking new, just in time for MMR Talks. But uh, yeah, other than that, just been living life, you know, and trying to take it one step at a time. Love it. I know this isn't nothing to do with me, but a friend of mine, you'll like this, guys. Uh, I finally have a corporate contact wow. over at Disney. Disney? Yes, Disney. So Is I'm, it Walt himself or no? It is not Mickey. Walt. Okay. So I tell him all the brilliant ideas that Disney should be doing, and then if they, you know, pick them up, you know, he gets credit, then I get credit. So it's really only a matter of time before Mass Music gets a. Uh, What's the what's the why say. are you sending all your good ideas to Mr. Disney over there? So I know he might take advantage of you. No, it's the, it's the ideas for Disney. Like this mm. one, I told them to start re-releasing the old. See, back in the day, a long time ago, you used to get VHSs in the mail. Yeah, that are all like, well, here's what's new at Walt Disney World this summer. Uh-huh. I say they should bring it back and not put it on the internet. But it's only a matter of time before hopefully uh, Disney makes an offer for Mass Music. I was going to say we could have a collab. I'd let Disney buy the fuck out of Mass Music if they cut me a check. Shlomo, do you want the Marvel Star Wars deal, the Pixar deal, or the Fox deal? I go with Pixar. Hell yeah! I think I yeah, love we, Pixar. We did our favorite that's... Pixar movies on the morning show, and uh, after lo- going through the list, I honestly would love to work with Pixar. Right. I want to. I want to be the voice of a of a cartoon. I think that'd be sick. Right. Well, that's seven million. I would have preferred the Fox deal. That's seventy point seven million. No billion, excuse me. Uh, money's billion. Whatever. The money's billion. the side of things. I want to. Yeah. I want to have a legacy. As game. long as I got enough to get a burrito at the end of the day, I don't really care about much else. It's only a matter of time. That's an ill quote. I'm a humble man. James, how you been doing? I know the last hour or so for you has been pretty arduous. It's going to be a great podcast for me because I'm fucking in a terrible mood. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> I was going to be on the podcast until about like 327 seconds ago, and then Dunkin' Donuts absolutely ruined my day. I'm going to single out this Dunkin' Donuts, too. It is the original, the wow. first ever wow. Dunkin' Donuts, Southern Ottery. I'm not going to be too hard on them because they seem like a lot of new people. It's, we're in a pandemic. I am empathetic, but uh, they had nothing. They had nothing of what I wanted. They had nothing. And um, the coffees are terrible. And the, the coffee cake muffin, which I wanted a blueberry muffin, by the way, um, is unedible. So I am in a terrible mood today, ready to go, <laughs> ready, ready to just, uh, you Yo. know, Talk about comedy, uh, but, but overall, I'm healthy. I'm happy, and uh, you're alive since this the last yeah. episode, yeah. Jimmy Jams has launched. Yeah, Jimmy yes, Jams yes. launched. Um, yeah, Steel and Az has been going great. Uh, the, the the newest vlog episodes out, which I thought came out pretty what, good. Episode two, episode two, yes, episode oh, two, yeah. the best um, episode yet. I'd say yeah, I'm in that opinion. one, so like it, it is the best. Yeah, so if I can get over my uh, my my coffee order, which I if my fellow coffee drinkers out there know, oh I know that determines the day. Yeah. And so my, I'm gonna have a bad day today, but I'm ready. Ready to 
take it on stride, baby. Here's oh, yeah. the thing. I want to make one small comment. That Dunkin' Donut, that's a shame, right? People come from all over the world, the world. to and visit far. this Dunkin' Donuts, and it should be the flagship. It should be the best one out of all of them, and low-key, it it's be. probably one. I'm not going to say it's the worst, because there are it's worse up there, locations. Though. It's up there. It is one of the worst Dunkin' Donuts in the entire yeah. city. Oh, yeah, but may- maybe all like the best employees are on like on the rush days, like on the weekdays, when like got more people coming in. That's just me, though. Possibly. So, James, you know what? We're going to turn that frown. Upside, upside down. down. Love it. <laughs> ding, 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 Hopefully. ding, 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 ding. Because today's episode is about something that we all love and hold dear very well. It's about comedy. Comedy. It's about comedy, guys. I'm, uh, what makes you guys laugh? I'm There's a lot of now. things that make me laugh. And I'd say, going back to the early ages of my life, I think one thing that always made me laugh that probably shouldn't have is watching other people get hurt. I don't know why. I've, I vividly have a member, too, of me being in, like, like preschool and i remember this kid like fell out of his chair like he was like leaning back fell out and smacked his head off the the radiator that was on the ground so he's in tears but i was all bro it was like the most uncontrollable laughter i've ever experienced in my life so i'm gonna go people getting hurt is definitely one of my favorite things I think that's called slapstick comedy, right? Is it, I have no idea what the name of it is. I well, just know it, it brings me joy. Yeah, it is slapstick, but like I'm hoping that like there's a limit for Seamus. Like someone yeah. falls down the stairs and they don't wake up. Seamus is going. Yeah, exactly. Rah. Once like you know, serious injury obviously ensues. Then you got to take it a bit more serious. But you know, if I see you fine, I'm gonna definitely get some chuckles in. I love a good slapstick. I, I, is it weird that I still think I get I get ch- I get chuckles and I get tickled by funny voices? Funny voices, like I, th- I agree. <laughs> like if someone makes a funny ass voice, yeah, I agree. What, what is that? What you mean, like? Because, because obviously, when we, when you're children, and you know, people don't sound like, ah, how are you? Oh, and yeah. And then you laugh at that, but then someone's like, if they're like a voice actor, and they, the voice they use is a very funny voice. Depending on the day, like Borat will get me. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll start chuckling just after I see a Borat commercial. Like I got, I got reacquainted with Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series on YouTube, mm-hmm. and there's a character who has like a like a thick Nolans accent, like a Cajun accent. Really? Well, that that's not it, but he he's always be talking like this, and that always <laughs> makes me laugh. And there's a character whose sister sounds, she sounds like this, and she doesn't sound like that, but like that always always gets me laughing. Yeah, it's like Monsters Inc. The Mike Wazowski, yeah. you know what I mean? There's always a good comedic voice will get me every single time. Seamus does a lot of great voices. I'm not gonna I make up a lot of words too. Something that always makes me laugh is saying stupid shit. Like I was on the way over here, we were talking about how I my influence is spread throughout the studio. While we were taking photos for the morning show the other day, Chris was like, oh yeah, let's take some single dingles real quick. <laughs> like I've just been making up just stupid little things like that and I, I think it's hilarious every time even if no one else does around me. I, I get a good laugh. Yeah. I, I geek every time, honestly. And I think the funniest jokes for me are the ones that I solely laugh at and no one else laughs at. And I'm like, that's it. That one fucking hit. Yeah, I'm like that too. What about you, James and Shlomo? What makes you guys laugh? Man, it's hard to say because I don't think I'm necessarily like, um, you know, have a, uh, what's the word? You're a joyless person. No. <laughs> <laughs> like a specific thing? A, like-, like a witty sense. You know what I mean? Saying like, mm. I, I enjoy all types of comedy, but... The things that really, really make me laugh are uh, are puns. I think puns are comedy um, and very like perfectly timed jokes. Yeah, like, if you can if you can rattle off like a perfectly timed joke, I have a lot of respect for you. Facts. Those the per- the right time, right place is a huge one. Oh, but here's the thing: on the inverse, I also love like a like a uh, 
like wrong time. Like you should not make this joke. Yeah, yeah. I love those where it's just like somebody just like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna tiptoe that line. I'm always a funeral joker, and I know it's, I shouldn't say that, but like everyone's crying and shit, and I'm like. Might as well crack a couple of good ones, try and put some, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't think it's about being disrespectful, you know what I'm saying? I think what what comes with the joke is at the end of the day, trying to share a smile, you know what I mean? At least yeah. for me. Funeral jokes are tough. Dude. They're tough. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's a tough, but the thing is, it's it one is. of those things where it's like, sometimes that's what you need in the in the wrong place. All you need is a, a wrong place, wrong time joke. Well, here's the thing too. It's kind of out of nowhere, but I think that making up scenarios is always comedy. Like James and I were talking like... Uh, I did this actually about yeah. a month ago. Yeah, about uh, you know back in the day, there's there was milkmen, right? Mm-hmm. But on the inverse, like was there like Eggman, like the you know like delivering eggs and shit, which is a kind of just an absurd conversation yeah. in itself. But like I remember, like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard thinking about like did the milkman and his boy the Eggman like were they rivals and shit? <laughs> That's why to me the the question of what makes you laugh is like just completely loaded. Yeah. Whatever my chemically imbalanced brain finds humorous that day is what I'll find. Yeah. Funny. I'm, a, I'm a big uh, believer of like just unintentionally I find something funny. Like it'll just be some guy talking, I'll start cracking up. Yeah, for real. Just, I, I, was, I, I it's I can't explain it. I mean, it's, I, but I also am a big um, like jock funny guy. Like farts, farts are always oh, funny. Oh yeah, I did that um, to Shorty yesterday. I was like, <laughs> "Did you hear that?" And she was like, "What?" And then I just farted, and it was like gold. <laughs> dad jokes, um, yep. you know, classic dad Anyways, jokes. I'm gonna have to. T- I'm gonna have to use that. Oh, later. it's so fucking funny. It's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, the dad jokes I think are another one that really gets to me. You told a great joke uh, the other day. I'll save that because we have uh, favorite jokes at yeah, the very yeah, end yeah. of this. So I'm not letting any fly off. But it's funny that you mentioned the Versace because I remember you guys told me about this milkman, eggman joke maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes after you had made it. And I was there like, I'm a fried dude, but I, I was like, I was struggling to laugh. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's like in the moment, I just don't know why. It just was so fucking funny. Yeah, there's certain things like that. And I think... Also, me being like a writer, I think, you know, different things with language also are hilarious to me. Like, I was walking with with Natalia into the forest, like, during the winter, and we walked out of, like, the parking garage, and I was like, oh, be careful, it's icy. And she was like, oh, I see. Like, I see? (laughs) And I was like, I see. And we fucking lost it. Like, I was just, like, pissing my pants laughing. It was the stupidest fucking thing ever. And even now, I'm like, it's not really that funny. But at the time, it was hilarious. And then you farted. And then I farted to fucking put the cherry (laughs) on top. But, yeah, no, I think, uh, like Versace said, it really depends. Whatever my twisted mind thinks is hilarious at the certain second of the day. Yeah, my mind is open to interpretation. Like, for for me, like, anything can be funny. Yeah, exactly. Let me just point out, too, that uh, listeners out there, Versace... Is me, my nickname. Yes. Not the house. Not Gianni oh, yeah. either. I don't Not Gianni. A lot of people. So I, I've I've heard some people, some some uh, some some people, fans, fans of uh, the, the morning show and MMR talks. Be like, hey, like, who's this Versace guy? I'm like, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Not so so, so Shun and, and uh, I, I think, never thought about that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of a secondary thing. It's just just clear. Thing to point yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah. Jimmy Versace. Jimmy from the Q, aka Versace. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, fucking legends. Do you guys consider yourselves funny? 
Me personally, yes, but I think I'm very biased. Like I, I find no, myself, I find too. myself to no, be the funniest person alive. Seamus is fucking hilarious. I, you know what I mean. I really think I'm fucking funny. I'm, I mean, you know what I mean. I just have a good sense of humor. And at the end of the day, if no one else thinks I'm funny, I think I'm hilarious. And I think exactly, that's all that matters. That is exactly how I feel. Like anytime, like I'll be like listening to the show, like I'll be editing it, mm-hmm. and then I say something funny, and I'll just be dying <laughs> laughing. No one on the show would be laughing. It's just me saying something and me laughing at. It. I'm like, yep. oh, I'm so funny. Oh, it's awesome, bro. I do the same exact shit all the time. I wouldn't even say I'm funny. I'd say I'm goofy. Like, I have a very goofy sense of humor. And I'm more about the quantity, really. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll rattle off as many, like, jokes, comments. Like, I try to always get a laugh out of people. Yeah. And out of ten times, nine times, it always felt, like, usually falls flat. And then that one time is a kicker. Yeah. But I just do it so frequently that I think, you know what I'm saying? I think if you laugh to your own shit, it already shows, like, I'm having a good time. Like, come join me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I agree. As a person with a a plethora of trauma, yeah, naturally I'm funny. (laughs) But I'm definitely not as funny as people give me credit for. I I have a lot of friends and and even acquaintances from back. Oh, you're you're one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like, I've I've gotten that. I'm not just trying to blow myself real quick. But I'm not that funny. Like, clever-wise, no. I'm more of, like, um, I think situational. My humor is, and uh, mm-hmm. and t- I'm good at timing. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. You and that's everything time. though. And when it comes to being funny, you know what I mean—the timing and the situation, and, and randomness, and just yeah, being, and kind of just being out there too. Exactly, yeah. that shit matters. I'd say, and but like you say, it's a weird like slope of defining like you know even talking about what makes you laugh or what makes you funny. Like it really depends. Not even person. Because I truly think like funny, like actually people that like do yeah, like, comedy like for a living, like yep. those yeah. people are fucking yeah, funny. Like and they, the, could be, they could be funny on a dime. You throw me in a room like. Some some people have said that, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is James, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And I'm just like, yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me a joke. <laughs> I, got, I, was like, I hate that. I got, right, like, prove it right now in front of me. I want to know why you're funny. Yeah, and I have no jokes, too. I'm just more yeah. of like, again, I'm more of just like a, a little cynical and, you know, you get to know me, and if you like my humor, you, you either will like me a lot, or you probably will be like, like it's fucking annoying. <laughs> I think there are two types of people in this world. There are funny people, like people who are funny, and funny things that happen to people. Yeah, that is they true. know how to they know how to tell the story of the funny things that happen to them. Thing, yeah. And then there's the people who can say funny things, and they'll always, you know, they they got it. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'm a mix of the both. Oh yeah, I'm not like you know hundred hundred two hundred percent both, but you know here and there, splash and dash. I, I think for myself, if I were to be like really try to like go at like comedy and like be a stand up comedian, how would I would be? I think I'd be more of like um, I think the bloke's name is Anthony Cheselnik, or um, or kind of how familiar. like Daniel Tosh is, and mm, even like yeah. Chappelle to an extent where he's just like brutally honest and yeah, and just like uh, kind of makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think I could I could be pretty good at that. I think you tell like hilarious stories. Bro. Yeah, you're a great yeah. storyteller. Definitely, I agree. Bits with and pieces. It's yo, it's hard to be a storyteller. Yeah. It is, you know. And I think that's personally like when I'm trying to make people laugh, I think I get the biggest reaction when I'm telling stories or just recollecting shit. Like I remember our boy Mike Gendro would always like every time I saw him, it'd be like every six months he would have me retell the story of me falling down the stairs in high school and would just fucking lose it every single time. And so you know, I think a storytelling bit of it is huge. That kills me. I wish I'd written down like all the experiences I've had in my yeah. life that whether funny or not, but just funny, especially to to tell 
tell stories uh, clearly because as you get older, you forget things. Yeah, not that You miss pieces, you miss pieces and they're not as funny or as yeah. memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Or you fucking like realize it like way later and you're like, what the fuck? Like, we were, remember Tyler was telling us about that fucking story of the kid who fucking fell from the rafters and jumped oh, class. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, certain things that are hilarious as fuck, they just escape your memory, you know? Which, if y'all Touchdown. out there are listening, we all went to the same middle school together and, uh, Back in the day, you had to climb a rope to the literally to the rafters, the ceiling of the thing, and ring a bell to prove that you weren't fat. Yeah, and so this one kid climbs to the top, rings the bell, and then starts like gets off the rope and hangs from like the rafters. And, and Scott's telling him to get yeah, down. Gym teacher's like, "Yo, you know, get down from there." Okay, fucking, let's go. And just like <laughs> snaps his legs instantly. <laughs> Dude, it was like a, it was like a forty foot ceiling. Maybe yeah, feet exactly. Feet a perfect example of I should not be laughing, but that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm laughing swear. right now. Exactly. But yeah, no. In terms of like comedic style, you know, it's always interesting when I think about like comedy, you know, and the different comedians that I would try and emulate. You know, and maybe even the style of like how I would be. You know, I forget who the comedian. I was thinking, do you have any favorites that you like? I was, I was going to say, dead? I forget who. Like, I'm going to have to get back with this one. I remember that this is one guy that Fitzy showed me a couple years back that just had me like Patrice dying. O'Neal. Patrice O'Neal. Patrice O'Neal is also up there, but I, this one specific guy, I forget. But Patrice O'Neal, outside of that dude, is probably the, my favorite one, just because obviously I'm a homer for the locals. You know, he's a Boston guy, and rest oh, I didn't in peace. Yeah, he's he's from Boston. He's fucking one of the funniest dudes ever. I'll never forget during one of his stand-ups, he claimed that he had a, being from uh, Boston, he had a PhD in white woman. It was was the funniest thing in the world. But yeah, Patrice O'Neal, definitely. Obviously, you know, Dave Chappelle is hilarious. Yeah, we got to start rifling off. If you guys out there listening, definitely go check out Patrice O'Neal. Patrice O'Neal, Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams is always, like, always. I watched, like, a lot of Cat Williams movies growing up. He's fucking hilarious. This dude, Nate Bargatze, who's, I've seen his specials. He's fucking hilarious. Is that the dude who has that show? Oh, I'm not too familiar with him. But there's that guy who has that show. The the marketing know. show, whatever. What the fuck? Oh, is Nathan that? for you. Nathan for oh, you. Yeah, that yeah. dude is fucking hilarious. He is. And I think shit. another dude who I think a lot of people do think is their favorite, but personally, doesn't really hit for me. Oh. Eric Andre. I'm I was not just gonna lie. The, I was just thinking about the Eric Andre show. I love the Eric Andre show. The show itself too. It's just not my t- cup of tea. Like I get it and I understand the type of humor, but for I'm sure me, like it's bits just, and pieces will make you laugh. Exactly, like, but I okay. think like it's overarching, kind of, it's just annoying to me. At I'm times, sure you, you like know? the pranks. There's certain pranks. ones, exactly. But yeah, overall, I'm like, uh, not not my cup of tea. But what are some more of your guys' favorites? With Eric Andre, I will say uh, I haven't listened to his stand up, but I know I like him because he's on our side. Oh yeah, of he course. Is, he's a cool dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, definitely. I um I'm gonna get canceled, but I okay. back when he was you know around Dane Cook. No, I was just gonna Cook. say I would have to walk off. I still I still think uh, Louis C.K. was freaking hilarious. He was pretty funny. I love Louis besides C. K. the whole fucking you know sexual assault type of thing. So yeah, I, would. I know it's he, he he when he he's slowly trying to get back in you know small small crowds. He goes, so do you guys want to talk about it? And he talked about it, and there's really not much there to talk about. He didn't be like. He's not like dissecting and like why he did all that. He just says, eh, don't do that. Yeah. It wasn't a good idea. I think I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr's getting into Bill Burr regular- is a legend. Bill Burr's, he, I think he's he's from here too. He yeah. is from Canton. And Louis C.K. is also from here. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr went to Emerson College, was on Emerson Radio. That's One of awesome. the funniest bits of all time was when he was fucking doing radio back in the day for college. Come to think of it, there's a lot of people from Massachusetts. Oh, a lot Steve of them. Carell. A yeah. lot of them. But yeah, Bill Burr was saying, um, 
you know, like if you're, he didn't think anyone else out there was listening to what he was saying. So he was like, yeah, if you're out there right now, just call me and tell me to go fuck myself. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Just prove that someone's listening. Yeah. So someone called in and was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I felt like the entire world was listening to what I had to say in that very moment. I he has a lot of uh, similar beginnings to how we started. So I fuck with Bill He's Burr. mad relatable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember when he was, he would just do like stand up and then he would just have like the specials, like a Comedy Central. Like, yeah. Some on Netflix. And now he's gotten picked up. He was yeah. in that. He's in Mandalorian. He was in King of Staten Island. He was in a bunch of other That's stuff. So now he was, he's, he was an original writer too for uh, the Chappelle show. Oh, oh, he was. Yeah, he was one of the original writers back in the day. He was in a lot of the different skits too. Race draft. Yeah, exactly. So Bill, he's a legend. So definitely with a lengthy career. Speaking of Chappelle too, uh, Jim Brewer, who was in Half Baked. Yeah. I didn't. You know, I I didn't know much about him. I didn't watch much of his stuff. And then during the quarantine pandemic i watched a lot of comedy mm -hmm. and uh i saw his uh show there's a show called this is not happening it's a series yeah. on youtube and his uh recollection of calling in a bomb threat to sears is one of the funniest oh, things i've ever my seen god i remember that video so so funny yeah jim jim brewer is the absolute man who's the joey diaz joey is that diaz. joey diaz is another fucking legend he's been on the rogan podcast a bunch of times and he has so many that's the thing he's one of those storytellers you know what i mean he just tells the recollects on a past story and it's fucking like you were there you know what i mean hell yeah Someone I loved is um I love a uh, Ronnie Dangerfield and there goes the cap to my fruit too well. I love Ronnie Dangerfield. It, like his comedy was just like it was like joke punchline one after the other one after the other one after the other. I always loved that and he was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Caddyshack. I remember uh, Joan before she died. Joan mm -hmm. Rivers. I thought she was you know freaking hilarious, even though she told that joke about Filipinos. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I still think Joan is really funny. And who else? On the inverse of Eric, I think mm -hmm. Hannibal Burris is wicked funny. Hannibal Burris because is of hilarious. how he he always does this deliveries like. Damn, I was trying to talk to her. Yeah, but you don't want to talk to me. That's crazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> he always laid like back as fuck. Hammer versus that dude. Uh, James, how about you? You you like any uh, comedians? I mean, you guys uh, um, did a pretty good job listing all of them. I think you know I joked about Dan Cook, but you know coming on up, <laughs> I remember I downloading his uh, LimeWire stuff and <laughs> give give him credit for the he's like. Too big. He, he he was very successful. Um, yeah, I mean, was, uh, he was fucking hilarious as fuck. Uh, at the along time. the same lines too, I feel like he's he's more of a movie star now. It's Kevin Hart. Yeah, uh, Kevin Hart. He, I remember when Kevin was only doing stand up. His 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 first couple of um, specials were really funny and notable and popular. Say yeah. it with your chest. I was just yeah. about to say, say it with your chest. <laughs> and like that's what put him on, you know. And I think um, he kind of gets a little bit of the Dan Cook treatment too, at least for his uh, comedy yeah. stand up. Is like, oh, it's kind of corny now, played out, but. Uh, credit to him, man. You know, I think one of the one of the most funniest people on the planet. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if he would technically be considered a comedian because it's a weird. I'm not too familiar with the the comic world. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I would say that Jack Black is up there with people that just made oh, me yeah. laugh a lot in my life. And like, he's a great guy, from what I hear. My dad met him. He's a really nice guy. That that's all. It makes sense. I've always thought that Jack Black would probably be one of the best dudes out there. I put him in the same category as like a Danny DeVito. Yeah. Anything that he does or says, I just fucking laugh. Definitely. Oh, uh, I haven't even mentioned my favorite fucking comedian, Larry David. Larry David. He's fucking hilarious, too. He knows what he's doing. My dad says he's a genius. He is that? a genius, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Larry David is like one of the smartest people. He's so funny. So witty. Like too. The, the, the writing that goes into all of his work is. It's top and notch. And it's so fish good. In the dark and all that. Yeah. Like the way he's like. I don't know the character development and all the characters like, and that's the thing. I think there's a certain level of like respect that should be put on these writers names like people like Larry right. David, because 
even though it's not, you know, standing in front of a crowd with a microphone, they're responsible for a lot of humor that gets relayed to people. You oh, know? yeah. So I, I, I definitely got to shout out Larry David as well. Legends. Hell yeah. Another one, because we haven't named any any women. Someone I really... It's no one's fault. No, you named um, Joan oh, Rivers. Joan Rivers, yeah. I really love uh, Judy Gold. Judy Gold. Judy Gold. She's hilarious. She's been in the game for a long time. She's like she's like in her like 50s, but she hasn't been like... She's like gotten like disres- not disrespected, but she's like, oh, I've been in the comedy thing for twenty years now. I never got a Netflix special. She told my favorite, our uh, my favorite joke about Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Larry Nasser. It's a funny joke. Who else? Who um, Tiffany she- Haddish as well. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish is pretty funny. Is uh, she's fucking hilarious. I think like Samore is great. Sarah Silverman's pretty funny. Uh, uh, did we mention Richard Pryor? Richard Pryor and no, George Carlin. So. No, no. Those well, are we two. Know. Well, we know those are the icons. Yeah, those, those, are, yeah, those two are considered like probably the funniest. Even yeah. Robin Williams was a stand-up. Robin Williams was good. He was very funny. Jim Jim did you guys listen to any of his actual um, stand-up? Fucking Charlie Murphy, not Charlie Murphy, uh, Eddie. Eddie Murphy. Eddie well, Charlie, Charlie Murphy, Murphy, Charlie Murphy as well. Rest in peace for his show, his shit. I don't know, this fell show, but exactly. Eddie Murphy's fucking raw, bro. That shit's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, God, there's so much. I was gonna say, and I think we're, we're the next. We've gone you know, through everybody. I was gonna say we were talking. The next, you know, question really is, uh, you know, comedies we like, films, TV shows. So I guess Eddie Murphy's raw. I have to start off there. Is one of my special. fucking favorites. What is it? Uh, Raw by Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay, okay. It's yeah, a yeah. throwback. It's so fucking he's the good. Red leather suit. Red leather yeah. suit and everything. And he's a star. He was really on top of like the that world, you know what I mean, at the time. Um, any special by Dave Chappelle, I highly recommend. I oh, mean, they're, they're always all fucking, good. They're always, you're in for a ride with those. I know my first comedy special that I ended up seeing was, uh, it was on HBO. It was Wanda Sykes, I'ma Be Me. Wow, Wanda Sykes is fucking hilarious as well. Wanda I Sykes, forgot to I'ma shout her me. out. That was my first one. That was uh, She was like one of the first like comedians I got into. Mm-hmm. And then came, you know, Louie and, and uh, was it Larry? Louie and Bill mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave, Dave Chappelle showed up late. There's a guy Godfrey. I have Godfrey. One of, I have he's one good. of his specials. Gilbert Godfrey. Oh no, not Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Regular Godfrey. <laughs> he's kind of funny, but yeah, Gilbert Godfrey's funny too. And, and he does and, the and voice way. as well. Yeah, yeah. Stand-up special has got to be anything. Bill Burr is just comedy to me. Yeah. Even Definitely. that one where he did where it was just like all in black and white. It was a stylized choice. I don't quite understand why I did it, but it was funny. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, uh, you got to shout out all those uh, comedy uh, shows. Uh, Say obviously, I think everyone at the station loves Kirby Enthusiasm. Kirby Enthusiasm, and also Seinfeld, but they lean more. Towards yeah, because we I can, think. I, we yeah, swear. I think. Yeah, exactly. I lean definitely more towards Curb. People just do nothing is one of my favorite comedic TV shows of all time, and quite literally, I'm like spruced Mass Music Radio into existence. So we got to shout that show out. Um, we, can we talk about like live? Yeah, because the thing is, one of the funniest um, events I ever went to was actually at the Poorhouse. Is it in Boston or was in Boston? Yeah, yeah, Poorhouse. They had, I think it was on Mondays or Wednesday nights, like a comedy night. And before Fitzy moved to New York, I was like, we just, yeah, we went to fucking um, Poorhouse. R.I.P. Still killing. Kill <laughs> but uh, He's we not went here with us. We went out to um, what's it called to the Poorhouse for the com- the comedy night or whatever, and there were just a bunch of local comedians there that were just doing stand up like live there, you know, while we were drink- having a couple of drinks and shit. And it was one of the funniest nights like I've ever had in my life. Like I don't remember any of them by name, but was dying laughing the entire day yeah, of the time. Bro. Like comedy, comedy shows are awesome. Oh, fuck. Lewis Black. Lewis Black. Wow, that's Lewis a good Black. one. Have you guys seen any uh, big comedians, uh, you know, live? Not any big ones. That's the actually the only com- like what's the comedy show? Yeah, the only comedy show I've ever been to. We saw that dude at UMass. The dude from uh, work on um, Adam Devine. No, yeah, Adam Devine. Yeah. Yeah. And then who else came from um, from Trailer Park Boys? The old man. 
The old man for Trailer Park. The old man from know. Trailer Park Boys who was always getting drunk. He passed away. Richard Leahy? Yes, Richard Leahy. Leahy. He, Mr. Leahy was there fucking taking shots off people's chests and oh shit in Northampton. But yeah, no, shout out to him. That was a legendary show. I was supposed show. to see Chappelle last year and then COVID fucked it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I saw Hannibal Burris at Boston Calling, but I was working, so oh, well. I couldn't enjoy that. I saw Kathy Griffin before she got canceled. Oh, wow. I, I seen the Blue Man Group. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. I enjoyed Did you? And I was mad high and I was laughing the whole time. So <laughs> Yeah, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I, said that, I mean, they're, they're more of action, but you know, they have what some do comedy they do, too. Dude? They're like actors. They're like, like musical no, they, performers. It was fantastic. So they, they're very um, audience oriented. Yeah. And I, like, this is my first time there and like the lights are dimmed and I took some edibles and I'm like, yo, this is lit. Yeah. And um, did you participate in the show? I was the first person to raise my hand to do something that picked me and what I had to do? throw I had to throw paintballs in the dude's mouth from a distance. <gasps> I had to do I had yeah. to do that. Like, except they didn't ask. They went over what? to me and I had the aisle seat and they grabbed my arm and they pulled me into the aisle and then took someone's Toblerone and broke it up. And this it's so fucking funny. Um and then the guy's like, you guys can't see it, but he runs down like 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 ten feet away and he opens his mouth. He's got like it's like that. And I'm all like catching what, him. what do you what do you want me to do? They don't talk. Am I supposed to eat this? And I ate one of the Toblerones. Oh. And, everyone, and my cousin's like, Tony, you're supposed to throw you're it. I was like, oh it. my God. And I didn't throw the one that I ate, but <laughs> I started to grow so it. I missed every single one because I don't. And they, and, you know, they, and they throw like, they have these little blue balls and they just throw, throw, throw and, like, from a distance and like they throw like a million at a time. And then when I went to go throw it, um, they made like a dramatic like spotlight and I had to throw it high. And I threw it and I missed it and I felt so damn bad. Wait a I second, really, they, the whole show is they throw shit in each other's mouths. That's, That's the whole, the whole show. Play. That's uh, a part they, of the show. It's the, it's cool. been the same show since like the beginning. It's the longest running show in Boston. It's very wow. entertaining. They, they they play instruments off like anything, and then like it's very when I went lights they, and it's yeah. good time. Yeah. When I went, they did a Lady Gaga thing. They're like dum, 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 oh, you dum, must dum, been. I was gonna say this dude must have been on Flit. cloud none. That's Flit. fucking awesome. They throw toilet paper everywhere. Before, when back when you could do that, and they have these giant like, balls that the audience can like bounce around. Wow. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I also saw the dad from That's So Raven on a cruise ship. And he was like what? swearing. Like he was performing <laughs> on the swearing? cruise ship. Yeah. Wow. I actually, when I went on a cruise ship um, my freshman year of college, I remember the first night like bumming a cig off this random ass dude. And then I couldn't have, like he didn't have a lighter or the lighter wasn't working because we're on a fucking cruise ship and the wind's going crazy. So I ended up fucking having him like put a cigarette up to mine and that's how I lit it. Fucking fast forward like four days, this dude was like the main comedian for the entire show. Like he was performing in front of the oh, whole wow. ship. And I was like, hey, I smoked hey. a cig with that dude the other day. Fucking good guy. Yeah. So I got to see uh, That's a Raven Dad. And I'm I, looking at him right like, now. Was dude. he like performing or was he just He was there? performing. He was performing. Okay. I was <laughs> Yo, it couldn't get more <laughs> random than that, dude. That's probably one of the most random yeah, people. Like, I know exactly what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what it looks like. And one of my professors. He kind of looks like uh, the, the, the frog from Honey Smacks. <laughs> can you? Am I wrong? <laughs> let me let me pull up the fucking frog from Honey Smacks. And then one of my professors was the writers for the first season of That's a Raven. I, I live I live a That's a Raven lifestyle. Wow, uh, Versace, you're spot on. He <laughs> looks exactly that? like the frog from Honey Smacks. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it? It's a smile. He got a big ass smile. I know that's awesome. Shout out to the dad from That's a Raven. Oh my God. But yeah, we're thinking about it, you know, about comedy and all oh, this shit. shit. I saw uh, the play that goes wrong in Boston at the Emerson Colonial Theater, and it's literally, it's cringe comedy. It's so freaking funny. It's about a play that they're doing, but everything just goes like freaking wrong. Everyone's like, 
the all the sets are breaking apart. Mm. People forget their lines. People have lines written on their hand, and everything's falling off. And they make the audience get involved. Oh my god, it was it was the mo- the funniest and most fun time I've ever had in the theater next to the Book of Mormon. And it's funny that you bring that up because I think it segues into the next topic of how his comedy evolved over time and what was funny then compared to now. Cringe comedy has taken over. Yeah. There's a lot of cringy things now that I'm like, I used to just not even, I used to avoid it because it would just give me anxiety. But now I'm like, feed me more. That shit is fucking hilarious. And I think meme culture has also shifted how we perceive comedy. Yeah, memes definitely took They've over changed the game. How, the game, you know what I mean? And it's just so fried. Like, the that's all I can describe the humor as being. And it's fried, and I fucking love it. I think everyone, it's, you know, we'll get into that later, but I think everyone's a lot more open to comedy now. Like, obviously, there's, like, some people who are like, oh, it's, not, it's not funny. Yeah, like, I think the percept, like the definition of what's funny is just widely open to interpretation now. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because there's people all like who are like, yo, Ro- yo, Roseanne Barr was hilarious back when she was doing stand-up. And we're like, like what? Roseanne? Roseanne. Fucking Roseanne. <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, I remember back when we were kids, we all thought, like, Stupid things are funny. Like I told the I told the joke joke like back on uh the show. I forgot when it was, but I would when uh when the lunch ladies at back at Clifford Marshall would give us uh Smarties, mm-hmm. I'd always go up to one of them and go, Oh, I'm taking my medication. Oh my and God. I think that would be the, I thought that was the funniest <laughs> oh, yeah. thing. That's fucking hilarious. I'm trying to think. We also thought I like a lot of like I d I don't want to sound like a prude who's like not like, oh that's not funny. Like when we were kids, like like, hey, how come the kid? How come the why, why the chicken crosses the road to get to the other side? No, because you're gay. Oh, <laughs> oh god, we would tell jokes like that yeah, all we the would. time. Middle school, uh, uh, yeah, middle school age, definitely. And I think that's pro- possibly like you know how it's evolved over time. I think you know, and when, when jokes have the underlying theme of like homophobia, transphobia, racism, all that shit, I think. We're starting to analyze exactly why, you know, um, these these jokes aren't funny. You know what I mean? And I think that's a perfect example because back in the day, I probably made that joke a billion times and thought it was hilarious every single time. Xbox Live humor, too. I think Xbox Live shaped oh, a lot of people's yeah. comedy in the wrong direction. Like, people were just blatantly racist and thought it was funny. Yeah. Oop. Everything's fine here. I'm trying to think um, what else uh, has kind of changed in comedy. I think the good thing with there are kind of more more types of people yeah. who are doing comedy exactly. now. And there we get to hear about their stories. We get mm-hmm. to hear like their perspective. I like to th- oh, I like to point out to a common thing that's brought up like on, on the internet is um how if the office came out, the TV show The Office came out now, it wouldn't fly in today's age. Um you think of the season 1 episode Diversity Day and that's personally one of my favorite episodes. There's a lot of like, really? you know. That was the first episode, right? I think that might have been the first episode. No, I think it, it might be the first second. season, yeah. Yeah, first season. But um, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, racial stereotypes. And you know, Michael mm-hmm. as a character alone is, is, is very like racist at times. Yeah. And um, people always bring that up. Like, oh, like would the, would the office actually uh, air on the airwaves uh, nowadays? Probably not. I I guess, uh, maybe not. You know, I will say if they're, if they're bitching about the office, wait till you hear about a little show called All in the Family. Well, that airs where though? That airs on like streaming services, whatever. So I'm saying like a show that's um, on like a cable on show. network TV, NBC, um, like Thirty Rock too is a pretty good, funny show too. Like with that show, there's a lot of like um, you know controversial moments in that show that probably wouldn't air nowadays. 
Oh yeah, all yeah. Do you know All in the Family, James? Yeah, that's like the the, the animation show, right? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All in the Family was a show on like NBC or CBS in like the 70s. I think and there's they, a character. F is for Family. Yeah, F is for Family with Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, all in the Family is with Archie Bunker. You know, he would always be making like oh. and, and, and Edith. I'm gonna stifle you, Edith. And he would always be talking about. Because the show takes place in the 70s where, you know, the whole world and America's changing in the 70s. But yeah. he has the mindset of like the pre-World War II 1950s. That's his mindset. And mm-hmm. he would always say stuff that would be, you know, c- kind of wrong if someone said that right now. Yeah, but that definitely. Was the, but the, that was the joke that this guy is so behind in the times and we all get to make fun of him. Ha ah, ha he's so stupid. Yeah. I think it gets into a weird area though at times. Like even um, Kat Ann, uh, did you see she was on the Benny Hanna Christmas episode of The Office? Like, if it's oh yeah, that, about, that whole, that's the whole thing. Yeah, she came out and just talked about how uncomfortable she was during the role and how like... Really? Just how she was exposed to just a lot of racist jokes and shit oh, that were put wow. on TV yeah. and everything. And, you know, being a young, specifically a woman of color that's getting into the acting world, like... You know, she said, quote, like, you're told to, like, shut up and be grateful for the opportunity. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, the, the, the question of would the office suffice in this modern day and age is a tough one. Because I personally yeah, don't think so. You know what I mean? Just because of the undertones surrounding a lot of the jokes. It'd probably be straight on Comedy Central. I mean, exactly. Comedy Central yeah. has that now. They play a lot yeah. of reruns. But I think maybe it'd be, like, on Comedy Central. Something like that. Not exactly. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be tough. Like, if you listen to, like, old stand-ups, like, comedy from, like, like the, the the 60s, 70s, 80s, like you think like that stuff is like funny. You know what I wasn't hip to? Archie Bunker. What what show is that? We were just we were talking about that. We I was going to say, we were just talking about yeah. that. Yeah, Shlomo just fell asleep, but he's back now. I'm back. No, I had to go let Chris in. But yo, honestly, The Office, it's hard to say because, you know, even now, where like I watch some of those episodes and it's meant to be cringy for 2007 yeah. or 8 with some of the first And I get it, it's, ca- it's the character too, you know, that they're trying to portray. Yeah, it does not age well. Yeah, it doesn't age well. I agree. And I think what we were saying too is like when there's the underlying theme of like racism, homophobia, transphobia, and all these jokes, it's kind of when it's like, it goes from the funniness to it's like, I don't think this is something that should be joked about because these yeah. are issues that are affecting people oh, you know definitely. what i mean so i think that's just something to take into consideration in these current times oh yeah you, know? you know what they, they stick they, they still stick with us even though we're trying to change it yep this is kind of like it's two different questions but i kind of want to put them together it's a uh, comedy is subjective so what do you guys think is funny that some people might not and in addition to that is when does a joke not become funny so i think like you said just you know, leading segueing from what I was just saying, I think when it becomes not funny when it's like you say, there's the undertones of racism or whatever. But I think something that I think, you know, this hilarious or, you know, like you say, comedy subjective, I think doing the funny voices, making up random words that rhyme like that shit will kill me every single time. Yeah. Like how many times like I will never forget slow-mo and I being stoned at a fucking um, a red light. And I just looked over at him, and I said I was schmitzed, like just made up a word on the site, and it was one of the funniest we things. We laughed so hard that it yeah. like went green and then back to yellow and then exactly. back to red. Exactly, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Move. So it's like I think that style of just fucking making up funny-sounding words and like you said, Antonio, making a funny-sounding voice when you do it will crack me up every single time oh, without fail. bro, I remember being at the Wendy's like literally right up the road with Chris, and we're ordering food one night. And uh, just the you know, I ordered a drink or whatever, it's lemonade. And just the way he said, yeah, let me get up. Like, it was just the tone and the delivery was just so funny that we started rolling. (laughs) 
And the lady, God bless the the late night crew at the Wendy's in Quincy. For real, they go because, through hell. Oh man, we couldn't get the order out, and like she kept messing it up. We kept mm. messing it up, kept laughing. Like it was mm-hmm. not good. But uh, I think you know when when a joke isn't funny is when it's uh, malicious. If it's like yeah. like inherently mean, or it's like targeting a specific person or people, like. Um, and it's not a joke. It's more of like yeah, a, exactly. It's like you're trying to pass off a way of telling someone something by masking it as being funny. You know yeah. what I mean? Like or even making fun of someone. It's a joke guys, come on. Yeah, making fun of someone that's not like uh, in a joking manner. Exactly. Like I think time and place is also a huge thing. Like there are certain things that are funny at a certain time that they're not at a different time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that also ties into what make what makes a joke like funny or not. Facts. You know. Again, comedy has always been very subjective. Always. And I think as time progresses, it gets more and more subjective. That's but that's just my yeah, thinking. People fall into niches, though. That's what I think it is. I yeah. think there's developing, like you, Antonio was talking about, like cringe comedy. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Slap different things. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean, there's a lot of different things that make people laugh now. And there always have been, you know, but like, I think we're definitely expanding more so. And Hell like yeah. you said, when more representation is, you know, put into these industries, I think. You get more of a worldview, you know what I mean? You get different perspectives on things, and I think at the end of the day, it just makes for a better overall product. And right. it's funny about that is um, – actually, not funny. It's just filling words. Mm-hmm. But um, when we talk about like you know time and place and jokes, um, we talk about I, – I think I really do. I don't know if you guys know about this, but I don't know if someone knows about this, and I'm still very hard-pressed on committing to do it, mm-hmm. is – the mass music radio roast. Oh, he's been talking gosh. about roasting me for two years now. The roast? Oh, man. And then, you I'd know, do we it. could, we could it. switch it around. I think it'd no, be great. No, I know. Getting different people in. That's another thing that, to me personally, those Comedy Central roasts, I never found that funny. Some of them were hilarious. Like, like the early ones. I've never found them that funny. The Justin Bieber one was me. pretty funny. That's just me. I know I don't want to sound like that guy, but I do remember the Donald Trump one being pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, Gilbert never... Gottfried told a good one. He's all like... <clears throat> Donald Trump has done so much damage to the New York skyline, they might as well call him the 20th hijacker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, that was probably the best reenactment of his bro- voice good. ever. I was even squinting, I was going to say the squinting in mouth, too. I wish you out there that listening good, could have man. seen that. Aladdin! <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. But yeah, man, fuck it. I'll, I'll be down to do I a remember that one be. I remember that one being quite funny. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll have to change my mind. Was it somebody had an idea to do at the studio, like maybe once a month, every other month, just have like a stand-up night where people just yeah. get up and tell jokes? I'd love that. It's not my idea because honestly, if we were to do a roast, oh, I was I was going and I have so many great ones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know stand-up. I I would do, and even like I was at Natalia's friend's house last night, and I was talking to a friend, and she was like, you know, I feel like being a podcaster, like getting into that type of stuff, like automatically kind of makes you well-suited for, like, stand-up. You yeah. know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. think it's a big component of it is your Already. vocal capabilities, how you're able to, you know, get your message across to people. I think that's, like, you know, everything yeah. almost at the end of the day. And we're already handling mics. That's a big part of the job. I was going to say, so who knows? If you see a, a touring comedy special hosted by Mass Music Radio, don't be shocked. I'm you waiting. here first. Live. Live and direct. Exactly. I know. I'm still also pushing for MMR Talks live on stage. Live on stage. Well, I'll tell a couple of jokes about going back to the roast thing. Like if I tell a joke about Shlomo in a roast setting where maybe it stings a little bit, but we do it out of love. Yeah. Like that's an appropriate place. Exactly. If I'm at his house and I tell a mean joke at <laughs> yeah. him in front of his mother, yeah. that isn't funny. Exactly. Or if like we're doing a roast and like I bring up some like personal information that was trusted with me and I like say it like in front of a bunch of, you know what I mean? Like there's time and place for all these things. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I think that determines 
what makes something the funny. The thing and is, what though, makes all good not. jokes contain a little bit of truth. I, that's at true. The end of the Sometimes day, the truth hurts, baby. Yeah. So that's why we do the roast. Um, I would love to roast you guys, but I will t- be taking no roast from me. Jokes about James are not allowed unless you want to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that option. So there's yeah, either there's either like so you can either do a joke about me, which is fine, it's great, make have a, have a nice little laugh, but then when you get a, a nice bottle. On your oh, skull. God. God I, have, I have like at least two good James Askins jokes. Oh, I know you do. And so I was going to say, I think the jokes oh, about guys, Seamus Hill write themselves. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys, I, I know this is, this. Just, you guys are going to set this roast up and this is going to be like a half hour. Everyone is laying in on me. It's going to be great. Well, I love you, it. well, you make fun of everybody there, but you go really hard on whoever roasted is. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. You know, but yeah, so who knows? Maybe the Masters Radio roast will be coming to you soon. My favorite one is the one from the office that roasts Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. And like they usually in roast, like he's pointed out, like you're supposed to say some nice stuff at the end. You know, oh, we're <laughs> kidding. We love him. They would go up there and just absolutely yeah. flame him. I loved Oscar, which is really going. It's just like what that said, I said that and going. I, I can't speak Spanish. Spanish that well. But oh, he wasn't even going. telling jokes. He was well, just going to hang out. Him out. <laughs> Learn the chopper sing at that point. Meredith too. She goes, Michael, you are the reason I drink. You are the reason I live to forget. It's getting personal. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so yeah. fucking funny. I'm trying to think. If we were to do like a roast, like, because I'm, uh, this leads into the next question. Like, I'm very like open, like, like, cause like usually how the Comedy Central roast would work was that like everything's open, but you can write down, please don't make fun of this. Mm-hmm. But with me, I'm all like, I'm like, you know, lay it on, lay it on. I not, nothing's off limits. As long, it's got to be funny though. But do you guys think that there's ever a point where like some jokes are just like off limits? Yeah, I think I think if it comes from like a place of hate, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's obviously off limits. You know what I mean or. Maybe it's not, and I can just see a true colors. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like James said, there's a little bit of truth. Like even if you're joking is, about exactly. something, if you like sort of kind of think about, yeah, it. you know what I mean. So I think I don't know personally. Like even I, I tend to because me, I'm like an open book. I really don't care about like what people say. But like going out, like I tend not to joke about like you know things, things like race and yeah. shit like that. But also like mental health and like you know personal private information like i don't bring that shit up although a roast would be tough i know some of these roasts that's what makes them hilarious is bringing some of that shit up so it's a it's a tough place to be in i come from the camp of i think that anything can be funny Mm -hmm. as long as it's funny yeah like if someone tells a joke that's incredibly risque and i think it's funny i'm gonna laugh i don't think it's funny it's not gonna laugh yeah that's true it's that simple that's the thing exactly and i think there's a way to talk about certain things and like you said, you can do it in a joking manner, but I think, you know, the delivery and who you're saying it to, time and place, all matter. I got a question. Are there jokes um, that maybe are too soon? Like, I'll, for example, like uh, a JFK joke, right? No, th- we can do that now. JFK, JFK, I think is, I agree, like, you know. That shit, I saw a tweet about JFK fucking two years ago that was like, what if JFK's head just did that? <laughs> <laughs> like, see, that's funny shit. So yeah, stuff like that. Where, hilarious. You know, this other joke, like nine eleven <laughs> joke, is another like sensitive subject where yeah. you know we're coming up on twenty years later. But like, that's the thing, though. Like, if you can joke about that, and then someone else brings something that, like that's similar to that, and they, they get offended, it's like, all right, yeah, you're a hypocrite. Tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's like, no, exactly. Know. It really is a tough. Like, it's a slippery slope. You know what I mean? To be on the field of comedy, it's like you gotta just. <laughs> JFK just that day, yeah. I'm telling you, it's that's a very more, rare, uh, rare strain of Addison's disease where you're just. Your neck and head just really just... <laughs> Yo, it's it? so fucking funny. Com- uh, what's the word? Combust? 
something combust, combust spontaneous, spontaneously combust. Yeah, fucking shout out to JFK though. But yeah, no, it's it's a, a slippery slope when you, you pointed out something great. Shit. I think Twitter, in terms of comedy, Twitter has become the, oh, bro. the magnifying glass into the the crevices of comedy. Yeah, and the thing is, it's funny that you say that. I don't want to take the time, but it said uh, Instagram is led by the influencers. Twitter is controlled by the streets. It is yeah. controlled <laughs> by the people. You know, that's why I love it. I go there for my information as well as my comedy. The comedy is mainly what I'm going there for. That shit is fucking hilarious. TikTok as well has has changed the game of comedy. Like I don't know what it is about a meme, but like if you're if it's a funny video and like there's a voice that gets cut off right at the end of the video and it's perfect, like I don't know why that kills me every single fucking time. Like I saw you this. You know what they're about to say? Like exactly, that. but they cut it out like it kills me you know what i mean like and i think that's just what? a a model exactly you know what? What I, mean? I think it's a modification of of comedy you know what i mean and it's directly it related to twitter to, and it, meme culture it stems from vine dude vine was, that original vine was the original groundbreaker i think vine did a lot for just like our current generation's Facts. comedy and understanding especially with what what's happening with the reels and with uh yeah yeah exactly and production aside though i think just purely like the shit that was funny on vine like you know what i mean just sparked like a lot of what we find yeah funny today. short sweet to the point i think it was how many seconds was it, like 10 seconds you have to to make a video which is i like, thought it was 15 for vine i know that yeah, yeah no whatever. six it was six it was, it was six seconds yeah wow you can cram a lot in six seconds. But can you imagine, like, going back to, like, anything off limits, can you imagine being that guy in, like, 1865? Someone just, like, lists off a bunch of complaints to me. Like, like Shlomo, how was your flight? It was long. It was tiring. And then they go, well, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, did you enjoy the show? Uh, Yeah, see, that's the thing. Because he, cause he died. That's been long enough. That's, that you know, I need to see this play like I need a hole in that or something like that. That's a classic one. But I think because, you know, we're actually taping this very close to release date where we up, where DMX died on Friday as well as the Duke of Edinburgh, you know, the Queen's husband. There are no jokes about DMX. There are tons of jokes. Tons of jokes about Prince Philip. Yeah, they were already going, looked dead. They're going in. Oh, my God. They're go- they don't care. They're Hell going no. in on this guy. And I think when you uh, you know uphold the crown, I think you definitely have that coming in because that crown is in a lot of bullshit in several centuries knock the history. crown off your head, buddy. Prince Philip. But, uh, yeah, no, He was, him. what, 99 years old? 99. Something like that. He looked like he was 99,000 yeah, years old. Yeah, I was going to say, 99. Didn't look it. I was going to say. What do you expect him to look like? I Young mean, God and handsome? Damn. No, he's old as no, hell. Will, yo, I seen William Shatner the other day. He's 91. Looks like he's like 56. Like Classic in, surgery, In baby. person? Not in person, but I mean, the fact the fact he's 91, I mean, if you take care of yourself, you know. No, it's plastic yes. surgery, dude. Well, oh, combination yeah, in Hollywood. Sure. I mean, combination of the two, but if you're the, print, if you're the Duke of Edinburgh, you can afford plastic surgery. Yeah, he yeah, has no excuse. True. No excuse. He also yeah. don't live in Hollywood, though. I also think he was dead for 10 years. And they just were just, came out. it was weekend at Bernie's situation. Facts. I guarantee you some people didn't even know the guy. It was just the queen. Yep. He was the only queen. the prince, right? So what the hell? Yeah, no power. Exactly. He's the, he's he's the consort. Wait, so he died 99-year-old prince? He never became the king? No, he was only no. the dookie. <laughs> that sucks. Wait a second. He was the dookie of so Edinburgh. So wait a second, wait a second. So if the queen died, he would have became king? No, it's not how uh, that works over Some there. bullshit. I don't know. The crown's weird. Yeah, in short, basically, he married into their family, so he cannot become it. It automatically yeah. goes to Charles, so he's just who everybody hates. He's yeah. just a fucking pawn. 
they can't all even, he is. They can't even call him the king. He's the prince. Exactly. Consort to the queen. Elizabeth. He's a pawn. Ruler of the United Kingdom and her commonwealth. I feel like right. prince is like a junior term. Like, all right, junior. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not the king. So he died a 99-year-old prince. And now the other lady, the queen, she's old as hell too, right? But she looks good for her age. Yeah, good. I don't know what. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Fuck the crown. Fuck the crown. Fuck Britain and the royalty family. Yeah, we'll dump their tea again, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hell yeah. There are some folks out there who really just can't take a joke. They're very, they're joyless like Shlomo. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Damn, but some I... people... No, you called it joyless. Right? I was just referring to that. Because, you know, we said that earlier. That's what we call a reference. A but reference. some people, they just, they just go to a show. They get like... So James tells a joke. And they get mad at him because the joke wasn't funny, or they're like, oh, I, I, "That could be interpreted as, as offensive." I, I don't like that. Do we have any advice for people to just who just can't take a joke? Yeah, don't go to a comedy show. Yeah. If you're gonna get offended. Like it's a comedy show. It's a you comedy might not show. like every single or, joke, but like, or at know. least like do some studying on the comedian that you're gonna see. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. If you know, like, you're not in one for those fucking, like, borderline jokes that are teetering on the line, like, you might not want to go to a Dave Chappelle like, yeah. type of show. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's, you know, I, I respect everyone's decision to laugh at whatever the fuck they want. It's like music, everything's subjective at the end of the day. But I would say, you know, if you're one of those people that gets offended by some shit, fucking research some comedians that, like, share your views. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that what thing I would too do. is, like, yo, if you don't find a joke funny, just. Don't laugh. Like, yeah. don't clap. Don't laugh. Just chill. Like, exactly. Like, you don't have to go out of your heckling. way to shame heckling the person. Heckling is a big thing in Although, comedy, though. It is a oh, huge so thing. mean, too. Yeah. And I think it's funny. It's fucked up, too. Like, my thing about ever doing stand-up comedy is I feel like I would come across that one dude who thinks in the crowd that thinks they're the stand-up comedian, and it would just oh, be us going back and God. forth. Like, I, I have it embedded in my mind that if I ever entered the arena of stand-up, that is exactly what would happen to me. You would do well, though, because I think maybe it's because we grew up in this area, Boston, South Boston, where, like... You know, you can pick apart something, like look from head to toe on someone and just pick them apart verbally. Them. Yeah, and just yeah. absolutely roast them. And on the verse flip side, I can have someone do that to me and not give a flying fuck about yeah, anything. It's just chirping. Like, you know you, what I mean? It's yeah. so easy to chirp people. So if somebody in the crowd had something to say from the peanut gallery back there, like you, I would have no problem roasting them. There's a great video on YouTube. It's so cringe. It's a guy who's doing stand up and he's just bombing and he's just he's telling they're not even funny jokes he's just going off it's like it's like he's like going off on all of his private thoughts and he's mm-hmm. yelling at the crowd and the crowd's yelling at him and it just makes me laugh because it's just it cringe like you know when he oh. cringes so hard it slowly turns into a smile oh, yeah. it's a lot like that was That's it like awesome. a, was it like martin richards at the laugh factory oh no it wasn't <laughs> it, wasn't, it was not like that it was it was, it was, it was like worse he's like well you're fat no one wants to have sex with you and you should go kill yourself i'm all like that's not Funny, like, really back, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus Christ! And then the guy who was going after is like, uh, he's a stand-up and radio host, so he's like chirping back at him, oh, and God. then everyone's laughing at the guy in the audience, and the guy's like, "Oh, well, look, look at this guy who thinks he's a comedian. Oh, I know, I'm a comedian, buddy." And ah, ha, 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 all that. But I think something uh, Judy Gold said because I know Vice did. Vice News did a whole thing about comedians going on college campuses, and you know, you know, whole another thing. Mm-hmm. About uh, you can't you you cannot joke about this you cannot joke about this you cannot joke about this. Some people will oh, be so like, I can't be funny. <laughs> yeah, some people will be like, okay, I won't tell those jokes. I got other stuff. I'm a well versed comic. I can talk about like going to the grocery store. And some comics are very adamant. They're like, you don't you cannot censor yeah. the comedy. Censor me. Yeah, I'm out. I don't know. I think it's a borderline though when it's like when your comedy like you can't deliver your joke without and it depends on what it is that they find offensive. But I think if it's like. 
like I said, like if it's homophobic, transphobic, or if it's racist, that to me is considered hate speech. Yep. And if you can't conduct a, you know, your comedy regime without utilizing hate speech, it's like, what is funny at the end? <laughs> it's like just being racist. You're not and truly like, a talented up. comedian. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and I get those comedians that like to teeter on the line, but they're funny. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just saying this shit just to get a reaction out of people. Like, I think yeah. that's where people commonly, you know, a lot of the people are like, oh, what can we joke about now? And it's like, we can still joke a lot about a lot of stuff, but it's like, you know, let's just keep Especially, in mind yeah, what the goal the here is at the end the of the venue, day. The venue that's paying yeah. you be like, hey, like, don't joke about this. I remember seeing a video of uh, Wiz Khalifa. It's backstage. It's like, hey, excuse me, but like, yo, there's no smoking. And they're like, okay, yeah, no worries. And they smile at the camera and then like it cuts to them on stage just blowing gas. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. respect it. Exactly. Oh, oh. If, you, if you can't take the heat, don't go in the kitchen, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the kitchen, you guys have any jokes? I have the best joke of all time, and I guess I'll just reel it off because it's the only one I have. What if JK? I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard. Have you told Antonio this joke yet? I don't think I have. All right, word. All right, Antonio, the only one who hasn't heard it. Did you hear about the guy that dipped his balls in glitter? I can't say that I have. No, it was pretty nuts. <laughs> Got him. I told that to my mother, and I didn't oh, even—I didn't even get the punchline. That's just, my go-to, bro. She, uh, the way it happened, she was showing me the homework that she's a teacher, sixth grade. It was uh, riddles for the students, and it was like, "I'm the powerhouse of the cell," and there was a word bank, and I'm like, "That's oh, not a riddle." That's a, I'm like, "That's a definition. That's not a riddle." And I go, "You want to hear a riddle?" And she was like, "I'm busy." Like, no, I'm like, you want to hear a riddle? I'll tell you a riddle. She's like, "What?" I go. You hear about the guy who dipped his balls in glitter and she started rolling. I didn't even hit the punchline. So, and then I told the punchline. She didn't, she was like, See, the comedy subjective. Like, it took dude. her a second to get it, but she thought the, the, the pretty nuts thing is fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm going to use that. You know what? Forever. It's not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say like, it's not derogatory. It's like an, it's an easy joke. Anybody get oh, easy joke. I got the greatest, easiest, simplest joke. Why what did you get crossed? No, I got road. it. Even better. What's the stinkiest planet? What? Uranus. Oh, lol. Usually, I don't. I don't even get I usually don't even have to tell the punchline. I say, "What's the stinkiest planet?" Wait like three seconds, and then people say, "Uranus." That's not about. I think also another one. One of my favorite dad jokes of all time is when you pull into someone's driveway to like turn around to do a three point turn to something, and I always say, "Honey, we're home," and then pull out and leave, and I never see him again. That hits every fucking time. I know I talked about uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. One of my favorite jokes that he does, because he literally would just um, just like light him off and just go, 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 go. Yeah. And he would say, uh, um, what did he say? He said, a girlfriend asked me to come over. There's nobody home. I went over. There was nobody home. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Thank you, Seamus. That's a good. I got you, dog. That's fucking awesome. My other one that he did that I love was... Uh, because uh, I got to tell you, I got no respect, no respect at all. I was drowning in the pool. The lifeguard comes over. He tells me to keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I know Michael Scott has done some impersonations of him. Uh, speaking of The Office, there's one joke I like to tell. It's by uh, Todd Packer. <laughs> I tell it every time. It's, uh, why do witches not wear panties? <laughs> oh, to grip the broom. Yep. <laughs> it's raunchy. It's That's disgusting. That's a raunchy joke. That's disgusting, yeah, but it hits. I can't take I have, credit, but it hits every time. I have a raunchy joke. It's not as raunchy as Todd Packer's one. It's one of my favorite jokes. When I was like a little kid, Kristen Condon, who we all know, she got me a joke book when I was a kid. Classic. And for some reason, that book had a section, adult jokes. And this was like one of the first ones that I read, and I remembered my entire life. So it's a good one. So put the kids to bed. So I'll tell you. 
You know, there's a young guy and a young girl. You know, they're, they're kissing. They're on the park bench. They're having a good time. And the girlfriend says, uh, you know what? I really like you. And I really want to take us to the next level. But before then, I want you to, you know, come have come to the house and have dinner with my parents. And the young man says, uh, you know, I'm not too sure about that. I don't know, like parents. Like, I, don't, I don't like dinner and stuff like that. And she goes, okay, how about this? How about if you have dinner with my parents just once, just as once? You can have my virginity. And the young man is elated. He's excited. He's like, absolutely. He's so excited. He says, tonight, I will have dinner with your parents and your family tonight. And he's so excited because he, he's never, he, he also is a virgin. He's never had sex before. So he runs over to the local pharmacy and he goes to like the section, you know, it's got all the stuff and he's picking up stuff and he honestly has no idea what he's doing. And the pharmacist walks up. He goes, are you all set, son? Um, no, I don't really know what I'm doing. So the pharmacist, really nice guy. He says, uh, oh, well, you're going to need these types of rubbers, this type of lubricant, and you're going to need all this sorts of stuff. And he, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. How much do I owe you? And the, and the pharmacist says, you know what? It's on me. So the young man, he's all excited. And he gets his, his nice, his nice airs on, puts on a tie and he's a nice watch. And he goes to the girlfriend's house. He meets the father. He brings the mother flowers and they all sit down. And um, before they start eating, the daughter goes, the girlfriend goes, oh, we say grace before we eat. So they're all praying their heads down. They're all saying, thank you, Lord, for this feast and all that. And after they say amen, everyone starts eating, except for the young man. The young man still has his head down. And they're still waiting. Five minutes goes by. Ten minutes goes by. Fifteen minutes goes by. And the girlfriend says, I had no idea you were so religious. And the boyfriend says, I had no idea your father was a pharmacist. Oh. <laughs> that was a classic one right there. That's, that- my, that's my favorite one. And the good one I like about that is all, it's all about the delivery. All about the delivery. All dude. about the delivery. Exactly. It's like the one I remember looking up a, a joke back in the day when I was in like elementary school. And I didn't understand it at the time, but like it was still hilarious. And it was like, oh, did you hear? Like this guy basically went to a prostitute and I won't bore you with the entirety of the joke, but he goes to the prostitute, $15 for, you know, some fun basically. And he leaves the next day. Comes back and he's like, yo, like, you gave me crabs. Like, what's the word? And she's like, oh, for 15 bucks, what'd you expect, lobster? <laughs> That's a classic. That's a classic. That's Fucking God. It gets you every time. You know, you know what I mean? as a funny guy um, known as, I'm, I really have no jokes. But one that... Yeah, I was going to ask. The one, that, like- the one that stayed with me. Um, so after, after everything I say, I want you guys to respond with ketchup and liquor. Okay. Okay. Right. So I'm going to tell you a story about my mom. For breakfast... Every morning she had ketchup, ketchup, and, ketchup liquor. and liquor, and, and followed by for lunch ketchup, ketchup and, liquor. and liquor, and then of course, unfortunately for dinner ketchup, ketchup and, and liquor. And then when you guys see an old lady walk down the street, what do you guys do? Ketchup, ketchup and, and liquor. liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. That's a gross. That's one. a good one, but that's like, a gross one. I, like, I don't know uh, why I remember that one. Lo- <laughs> Antonio with the long winded. Like I love those kind of setup and deliveries, and like oh, and the yeah. guy, very nice guy. Where it's like those are those are so admirable because I have the you know, memory of like a 91 year old with dementia. Like I forget shit all the time. So I, I commend people that can remember jokes. Yeah. Do you guys have any limericks? Do you know what a fucking limerick is? I forget. I know, but I forget. There Um, once was a man from from Nantucket who was so forth. His schlong was so long. He could suck it. No, I don't have any limericks. Any keep those to yourself. I only knew the Yo, SpongeBob the version, ending, which the was the ending is very a, raunchy. I, don't I only knew the SpongeBob it. version where Gary goes, "There once was a man from Peru who dreamed he was eating his shoe. He woke with a fright in the middle of the night and found that his dream had come true." It's and a then SpongeBob goes, "Ah!" 
I thought of another joke. Another, okay. You heard of this? All right. So there's a robber, right? Uh-huh. He breaks into this house. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he's packing the things away. He's stealing. And then he hears a voice. Jesus is watching. He's like, what the, what the hell? He's like, I'm losing my mind. It can't be, can't, I can't be here, a voice. I'm here alone. Starts packing his things. Here's again. Jesus is watching. Uh-oh. He's like, fuck, I heard it again. He turns on the light and sees uh, there's a parrot. And he's like, oh, wow. Like, I, th- I was scared. I thought, you know, there was another person here. What's this, what's this parrot's name? Oh, it's, it's Moses. <laughs> and he starts, he's, he's, he's packing, he's stealing, he's stealing. And then again, the parrot goes, Jesus is watching. It's like, well, what kind of, what kind of people name uh, a parrot Jesus? Uh, I name a parrot Moses, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the parrot replies, the same that names a Rottweiler, Jesus. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think I've heard that one before. There's a, there's a better delivery. Of course, I butchered the ending, but I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, oh, shit. I, not really, uh, like, I'm more of an um, inappropriate jokester, but that, that was kind of, a, kind of a good one. It makes you like, oh, he's about to get got by a Rottweiler. Sure. Enemy, dude. I actually saw, was it a parakeet or parrot? Uh, parrot. At the San Diego Zoo. Not even at the zoo. There was a little, like, uh, like a knickknack kind of store Ooh, I can't yeah. wait for right outside like next you know right around the corner i love knickknacks and outside the door outside the store was a cage like right when you're walking in there's like a, a parrot mm-hmm. and it's you know it's whistling and shit i go up to it and i'm like look at this fucking parrot and we start going yeah dude <laughs> yeah that's the point of, and, you know i was with liz so she's like yo let's go what are you doing i'm like yo yeah dude and after like five to ten minutes of me doing it the thing just goes yeah, dude. And That's I, yo, fucking awesome. I lost it, bro. That's I thought awesome. it was the funniest shit ever. I've, ne- I've only been experienced, you know, had an experience with a talking bird once, and I'm pretty upset that I never got to teach it any jokes. Yeah, that shit's ill. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. One of, I told the joke that just absolutely bombed because I screwed up the delivery of it. And it's uh, Jake would love it. He's not here. It's, um, hey, have you guys ever had a Wookiee burger? Mm-mm. No. Well, you hear they're a little chewy. Star Wars joke. Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. So I told that roll. joke to my friends back in school, and I completely screwed it up. I go, hey, have you, have you guys ever had a Wookiee burger? And then I just yell, fuck! And they're like, why the hell are you screaming? I screwed up the joke. It's supposed to be, have you ever had a Wookiee burger? Because I heard they're a little chewy. And then and then they all you butchered it. it. Yeah, I butchered it. You guys want to hear my greatest wah, joke of all time? I'm wah. pretty sure y'all have all heard this joke. You mentioned Jake. Jake was with me when I told the greatest joke I've ever told in my life. Really? Timing was impeccable. Uh, oh, I think I've heard about this joke. Couldn't have gotten better. We were in Tel Aviv, and this is the last day of our trip. So, you know, everybody's tired. You know what I'm saying? We were partying the night before, so we're, we're in rough shape. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we do before we hit the airport, we go on a walking tour of old Tel Aviv. We're like, you know, they showed us a picture of like 30 people standing in the middle of the desert from like 1900 earlier and it's like this is the first settlement right very deserty and then we're standing in this you know beautiful street so we're looking at house number one two three very very old and we're chilling we're you know we're watching people this lady's giving a talk about god knows what about the history and uh we're standing there looking at our boy and he's eating some chips and he's like rubbing it down but he's eating it like he's he's you know going through it he's rubbing his eyes are like closed and he's really mm, he's chewing it and like he just looks all fucked. He looks like he's on drugs and we're looking at him like watching like, yo, what is wrong with this dude? We're kind of laughing at that. He drops a chip on the ground, bro. Mm-hmm. And like he looks around, right? Checks his seat and we're obviously we're watching him. Like Jake and I were staring at him. He reaches down, go like, you know, picks the chip up and then eats it, right? Which is gross, funny and gross. 
I just lean over to Jake and I'm like, yo, Jake, he just ate a chip off the old block. <laughs> and just, you know, the That's a legendary fucking delivery. Like, oh, dude, it was just like it was That's witty. It's one of those things where you just see it and it's like you don't even say the joke. The joke it like takes Similar over to your the brain. the icy thing with you and Italian. Exactly. Casual. Where it's like I didn't say it, it's like it just it comes out naturally. Like you have to acknowledge it. I've never seen anyone erupt with laughter <laughs> harder than Jake and then myself and the people there was like two other people around us. And the whatever the lady was saying for the tour and this ended. it da, 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 da. ended because yeah. we everybody was looking at us i couldn't breathe like i could i almost had a heart attack i was laughing so that's hard. one of those jokes i wouldn't even laugh i would just stand up and clap like uh, you know what i mean i would just give you a round of applause i'm not sure if you guys know this but uh comedy can be a useful tool to pick up women facts facts bro facts. you, you yeah. want to know that's uh, the only tool i have tony are you still single <laughs> uh yeah you want to know the uh for sure fire 100 percent percentile successful pickup line i can i can fill you in oh i, I, know. I also i was gonna say what is this you uh so you approach a woman you uh you say hey how you doing yeah um you act a little sad though and mm. she's like oh like what's 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 wrong with you well miss uh you know my uh penis just passed away <laughs> oh god and the uh, only thing is i have nowhere to put it so i was wondering if i could uh bury it in your ass <laughs> oh my god <laughs> By then, there's a pen in my. Yo. By then, there's a pen in my oh, throat, and I'm on the ground. So. Oh my god. Uh, you know. Hundred percent success rate. I will say, has not failed yet. Love, oh my. God. How many love. times have you tried this? A millions of times. Oh my. One hundred percent success rate. Yeah. I was gonna 100%. say that's amazing. You know the old saying, "Love is worth the risk." No question. That's risk game. That is yo. That could go either way. I legit made it up. Can this- only go one. Way. It's a hundred percent success rate. I made up this Jerry Seinfeld joke when we were we were studying in college, and I'll literally do it the way he did. He said, "You know, I went to see the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, but to my surprise, the movie was in color." <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah! That's great. Hell yeah! And the thing, so fucking you got dirty. pretty good Wait, in person. That, that, was, that was that was really Jerry, on. and so fucking dirty. No one laughed. But then someone <laughs> redid the joke to make fun of me, and then, then everyone That's laughed. the worst. Wait, you were the what? worst type of person if you do yeah, that. No one laughed. But then the person that... Then someone that who heard the joke it. said, that's not funny, and they redid the joke, and then everyone laughed. What? That was so oh, freaking dirty. At least you got what was due to you, you know, that's eventually, terrible. but still. I don't let people repeat me. Like, if I tell a joke and it falls I flat, I will say the punch. Yet. I'll tell it again. Exactly. I'll keep on saying it. if anyone's it. listening. When I did the fourth grade talent show, I told the joke, no one laughed, and I told the crowd, that's the joke, and then everyone started laughing. But I think everyone was <laughs> laughing. No, they were laughing because, like, that's the joke was funny. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember That's called was. recovery. That, that is. Like, recovery. You got to be able to bounce back. It was my decision to get clean. <laughs> Sorry. Get clean. <laughs> And one before we go, one of my favorite Ryan Dangerfield jokes before we head on is um, he says, uh, "Oh, so I was getting a little getting a little antsy one night. And I called my wife and I said, hey, honey, I want to come home because I'm getting a little excited.'" And she goes, "Who's this?" <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. I like shit. That's like just, yeah, that was just ridiculous. I think I see a, a fun question though. There Antonio. is a fun question, and I really do like, and that's comedy, folks. That's comedy. Tip for your waitress. You. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and before we go, you know, he, you know, Shlomo said before we began, he was going to go crazy I with know, the soundboard today. Oh, yeah, I think the, that was the first appearance. I forgot all about the soundboard. <laughs> it's so, all good. So the fun question is, what would people do on a holiday bearing your name? Ooh, um, how would they celebrate? It would be like St. Patrick's Day for stoners would be Seamus <laughs> Day. It'd be like instead of getting super drunk all day, you get fucking stony baloney from start to finish. I like that. That'd be a great day. I mean, that's how I celebrate my life. What would it be? Uh, What do you mean? Like the name of it? Yeah, no, like when, like calendar. Calendar would be March 3rd, my birthday. And it'd be like the first, the stoner version of St. Patrick's Day, like I said, you know, it'd be in the same month, month month of March. We're going to start the month off smoking that gas. There you go. Yep, that's that's Seamus Day. I'm kind of thinking for Antonio Day. You know how we kind of have like the porch parade where you can like go like on people's porches and all that? Porch fest, yeah. Yeah, porch fest. I want to do that, but... Every every neighborhood gets to block off their street, and everyone comes out, and they're all like on the barbecue, but it's all like in the front yard, and mm. all, everything's accessible. You can go over. Hey, block party. Yeah, it's essentially everyone throws a block party for Antonio Day, <laughs> and it should be late spring, early summer, just because you know mm. that's going to be the first Prime. big thing of the season. And also, it seems as if it'd be in, an environmentally friendly day because you're shutting down the streets and opening it to foot traffic. I, yeah, only I would foot enjoy traffic. It. I would like, enjoy it. Like, yeah, oh, this street sucks. Let's go to another street, and then you go, hey, they got Jello oh. and eggs or something like that. Jello and eggs, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I like celebrate that. Antonio Day. What would they do for Shlomo Day? It would be fucking epic. Uh, it would mainly be July 3rd, I believe. Wow, dude, you're taking the 3rd. You're taking the 3rd. I'm taking the 3rd July. Either the 3rd or August 25th, uh, which is the Mass Music Radio anniversary. Uh, and what would happen is, if you guys have ever been to Sansei, which is a festival in Puerto Rico. I can't uh, say that I have In old San Juan, they shut down maybe four or five blocks. So I'd shut down a neighborhood, very similar block party to what y'all are saying. And it would just be an absolute party all day long. There would be live music. Uh, there would be a parade. Have to have the parade, the floats and everything. Mm-hmm. And you can wear costumes, definitely costumes, and just a feast, bro. I think it would be centered around a feast. Everyone grubbing it down together in harmony, listening to some good tunes. Now, is this and, like yeah. is this like a per household, or is this like the community the comes community. together? Like, is and it like a festival, like downtown? I didn't, I, it's, it's, it's a community. The whole city of Quincy Point. And... Not just Quincy, you can celebrate all over the world. The biggest thing is fireworks. I want a bigger yeah. fireworks celebration than the following day, July 4th. I want it to be miraculous. Yeah, like the 4th of July gets the leftovers. Yeah, and I want planes flying over. And like lasers the, like and water opening. jets. Hell yeah. yeah. I'd be lit. And when, and, oh, you already said the third. All right, James, when would Versace Day be? What are we doing? How James, James Askins Day can be found on the date of... Let's go... Um, August 9th. And nice. What we do on, on Mind Your Business. Um, <laughs> this is James Aston's day, not, not slow-mo bow, waste of a day day. Um, August 9th, baby. August 9th, James Aston's day. So you start off, you sleep in until about 1130, you rub one out, and then you kind of, you go to a field. You remember, you remember, you remember field day as kids, like middle school? Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Sack racing and flag football, flag all football that. contests, like maybe apples, even like yeah. Bob apples, maybe even like some vase making and wow. some like cool shit, like hay rides some cool. That's, awesome. that's during the day. Right. And that's then, such okay, a New England thing. A very New England thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, have a good, good, good time. And then um, you creep into the nighttime. You go to the strip club. Um, you make make it rain. Um, and then culmination pickup basketball tournament. Wow! Um, at midnight, at midnight, under the lights, cash prize, cash prize, 
um, bucks winner. gold, Bitcoin, all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. I'd so, be, I, I can't wait for August. It's a 9th. day of activities, man. Day of activities. That. And then also I, w- I'd, I would like to add uh, another rule for Seamus Day is that you have to read as well. Uh-huh. Stoned and read. What if you're blind? Uh, you can do it with Braille. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, We've been anything you, particular you can read whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, that's what my day is going to. Can you read whatever you want? You whatever you want. Oh, okay. Not like my. I, I'm not going to force you to read anything, but read. Just read something. I'm just picturing like a bunch of young people just like all stoned out on the streets, just like reading. Be terrible. That, that would Bronx-y be the or whatever. That would be know. the greatest thing to happen to this world. Is if anyone, everyone could smoke a little bit. And Think just of the read destruction. The destruction. Think of all the people going out to eat The destruction of the current systems that rule this planet, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Then they're all going to go out to eat afterwards. Exactly. And I know next we have our recommendations, obviously, of what we recommend people. You've been waving that book around, I've been waving this book around. He's not doing it now. Not exactly. Not now. You know, I I had to put it back. Guy read five pages of it and now wants to recommend Uh, it. Buddy, 60 pages (laughs) is what I'm in right now. Uh, more than five. War Against All Puerto Ricans, Revolution and Terror in America's Colony. By Nelson A. Dennis. I highly recommend it. Talks about the 1950 revolution of Puerto Ricans. Talks about the Ponce Massacre. Talks about the United States and all the bullshit that they have put that island through. Also, fuck Domino Sugar. Read the book and you'll find out. Domino's? Domino Sugar. You know the sugar packets? Yeah, my Nana gets the... What is it? Half and half. They pillage the island of Puerto Rico. So do not fucking... Don't fuck with Domino Sugar if you're listening to this. But yeah, War Against All Puerto Ricans. Amazing book. Nelson A. Dennis, a Harvard graduate. Amazing guy. Intelligent guy. Definitely go buy it. That's fire. What do you guys got? So I know a couple episodes ago we did movies we like. And I the question was if you're going to remake a movie, what would it be? And I really kind of want to change my mind because I kind of want to do you know, The Bodyguard with me. And uh, it was originally going to be Alicia Vikander, someone like cool and like action and all that. Mm-hmm. But I'm all like, no, I need someone I, I can be with. So I would pick Natalie Dormer. Ooh, she's so pretty. Natalie Dormer. Shout out Ooh. to her. There you go. Ooh. But anyway, uh, <laughs> get all worked up over here. Ooh, but it would be me and Natalie Dormer, and we'd be doing The Bodyguard. And I'm listening to The Bodyguard soundtrack, so that's what I want to recommend. The soundtrack to The Bodyguard. There you go. I oh, will yeah. always love you. I have nothing. I run to you. And you can watch the movie, too. Fellas, put that on. The girls, the girls will love it. And then maybe you'll get your bodyguarded for another three or so hours. Hell there yeah. You know. I got two recommendations. The first is Death to Smoochie, the movie. Oh, Again. God. Please Again. go watch it. Um and the second one is a TV show called Ink Master. Ink Master. I've heard a What's lot of that good things about it. More uh, like Stink VH1, Master. Right? I think it's VH1. Uh, dude, I don't even know about yeah. cable access. I know season one and two are on Netflix. Yeah, I believe it's a VH1 uh, show. American Netflix? Yes. And we here's the clarify. thing. I thought it got canceled on season two because there's only two seasons on Netflix. And so I, Jake Rhett actually recommended it to me. So I'm like, word. Uh, yeah, season one and two are fire. Apparently, there's 13 seasons. Yeah, there's a lot of to, seasons of that show. You have to buy it. He, mm-hmm. he already bought it, so he's going to hook it up. I'll give it like three months until I see you all tatted up. Right. Bro, uh, bro, I seen the vision, bro. I got to get my <laughs> shit. I, I, I mean, so you, wa- you watched a lot of cooking shows. We yep. actually now are in the process of making, um, well, episode one is about cooking right. in a restaurant. Food show. For business For business sake, shout out Jake Liberty. So now I feel like you're going to watch this show and get all- and just get tatted the fuck up or maybe start a tat show. Maybe, maybe start a tattoo parlor. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get a tattoo. I was talking to Cody last night. Shout out to Coma. He was spray painting one of the walls of the studio and I'm looking at it. I'm like, yo, have you ever tattooed? Like, Because it's a very similar process. And in Ink Master, one of the flash challenges, they had to spray paint like a, a wall or like a canvas, make it look like they disappeared into a wall. 
And uh, yeah, man, I think I could kill it. On the I would tattoos. get a coma tattoo, a hundred percent. Even if it wasn't him doing it, I would get a design of his Good, on my he, body. Uh, he designed the Mass Music exactly. Logo. And for all those out there who don't know this, Shlomo is supposed to pay for a Mass Music Radio tattoo that is going on my body. And that goes to anybody. Right. Anybody out there who wants to get a Mass Music tat, I'll pay for it. Yep, I'm getting that shit tatted. There you go. Come see Can't me. Wait, uh, James, any recommendations? Hashtag not an ad, not a ad. Um, athletic greens daily supplement. Is that the thing you've been drinking? But I'm the thing I've been drinking. Sponsored. Put it in my smoothies. Ooh, what um, is it? It's uh, it's a, a daily supplement. Uh, it's like a powder. Has like, uh, like seventy five, seventy five vitamins. Oh wow! It, it, Holy shit! It benefits God you five, the five layers of health. A bunch of BS. Well, I thought it was BS, but until I've been tried, I'm like a weekend, and I Feeling definitely good? notice more energy and. Um. Yeah. Uh, mental health. They, your vocal health. Your spiritual. I was gonna health. say yeah, there's a lot, of, health. a lot of benefits. Versace and I have been on the workout kick this past week in particular. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing I'd like to recommend. Just go out and get some exercise. Oh, uh, dude. I mean, I, I show up there. I've been on the treadmill and I just get my ass kicked. Oh, same. I, you know what I mean? It's like I think showing up though and just fucking applying yourself is the first step towards making the magic happen. You know? So get out there and if you're listening to this and you're sitting on your ass. Go fucking at least for a walk. Drink more water too. Way more water. Hell yeah. Way more water. It's Be like, the water. It's like you guys got. <laughs> I like, am the water. It's like you guys got paid by my parents to tell me all this. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> what do you parents a, parents preach? Well, yeah, yeah they want me good. to live long. I want to live long. Oh. Uncle Willie men don't live long. Oh, I I actually uh, was suggested your dad's Instagram. I really. Like yeah, Instagram I so. suggested it to you, or did uh, someone? Your, personally? your dad's name is Antonio Acquelli, correct? That's mine. That's my Instagram. <laughs> no, no, no. Your dad's Instagram. Or another Antonio Acquelli. It's not him? No, that's that's me. I'm the real Acquelli on Instagram. You should There's follow another. Oh, do you follow your dad on Instagram? Of course I do. Well, I he seen... It's a very inactive page. No, no, no. The Antonio Acquelli you're talking about is an imposter. That's why he's the real Acquelli. There are no other Acquellis, especially in the Philippines. I'm the real one. I've seen your dad on Instagram. Your dad seems awesome. Yeah, he doesn't do much on my Instagram, on his Instagram. No, 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 not not, not particularly. But I seen him, and I never seen what he looked like before. And it's, he seems like a great guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's built. People are intimidated by him. <laughs> I can see that. I don't know why. Like, you should wait wait to meet him. And uh, before we go, do we have any uh, promotions? I like to say before we go. Obviously, follow at the real Akawelli on Instagram because you know that's what I like. Also, 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 MMR Talks is a brand new. Instagram page where on Mondays we have yes, Fun sir. Fact Mondays. When we drop new episodes on Tuesday, we give you the new in the sneak peeks. We have Favorite Moment Fridays, and we're probably going to do some other things in between so we can keep the the hype for MMR talks going throughout the year. And fellas, I got your ass now. What was that uh, fun fact? What was the lost episode about? You never told me. Oh, what yeah. was it about? The last episode that the last episode was originally going to be the third episode, and it's about, and no one wanted to be on. It's about breakups. Oh, I'll be on that shit. You didn't want to do it when we first did. Maybe it. I was fresh no, off a breakup. Fresh made. off a breakup. Yeah, uh, uh, now, now, I'll spill the beans. All right, so settled. Now, we got two. So maybe next time. Oh, we'll, I'll get another sucker. I should get a chick for that too. Get a chick perspective. That's true. Yeah. We're just gonna be. Like, How dare you do all this to us men? No I'm kidding. Right. But um, yeah. Follow the mass music. Uh, yeah. Follow the mass music Instagram page as well. But MMR talks brand new. We're brand very new active, IG. and the content is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh yeah. Sir. Also, shout out to massmusicradio.com slash blog. Yep. Where I've been editing. I've been putting up a lot of different stories. Also, at the end of this month, we're going to be having our first column in the Quincy Sun. 
Wow. Epic. Yep. So be sure to subscribe to the Quincy Sun and read up on what Mass Music Radio has been doing and the wonderful artists that are in our community. Oh, yeah. And wherever you pick up your favorite newspaper. Yes, and sir. newspaper, once you're done reading it, also could be useful for many things. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Exactly. Like like a hat. Exactly. Or you can recycle it, too. That's facts. Amazing. But yeah, I my also, writing will be in there. I would like to recommend the Mass Music Morning Show, Season 2, creeping up on us. Creeping up. Less than a month. Yes, sir. There's going to be a new release schedule, so you know what I'm saying. Make sure you follow our accounts to keep up to date with what's going down. Exactly. And you know, if you want, bookmark MassMusicRadio.com because we have all types of new content going on there. We have all types of new posts going up. Mm-hmm. It's really just a smorgasbord. Of amazing things. I like that. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but, you know, I tried. Also, check out our merch. We got some pretty nice merch. We do have some pretty nice Springtime fucking merch. Springtime will be... We got uh, hats. You need a visor. You got, we got visors. You need some yeah. Feel Good Friday merch. We got Feel Good Friday merch. Also, subscribe to our Twitch. Mass yeah, Music Twitch going, Twitch.tv slash Mass Music Radio. Just type in Mass Music Radio on Twitch. You'll find us. We go live several times a week. I play music. Shlomo does. Chris does, of course. Garfield. Everyone is on Twitch. We'd be going crazy. So definitely follow us on there. Hell and you yeah. know what? Subscribe to the Mass Music YouTube channel because yeah. that's where the vlogs are. Yep. Presented by Versace. There's also... A lot of a lot of vintage stuff like this old show that was really good called Remember When in the 2010s. Exactly, Classics. there's a lot of hidden archives there. You know what I mean? So shout out to the Mass Music. Also Radio hit up team. the Mass Music Radio Venmo and give us your <laughs> stimulus check. Hell yeah! yeah if you'd like yeah. to d- donate your stimmy to a, a group of young outstanding outstanding gentlemen, then uh, I, I need think a I new got watch. A for you. What a good way to spend our money! <laughs> exactly. And uh, if you like this episode of MMR Talks, then you'll like all the past episodes. It's Episodes of MMR Talks. Remember when in the 2010s? Yeah, what, what of it? Remember that show? I know. Oh, I want to come That's back a good one. to it because we didn't finish the first freaking season because of COVID. God damn it. We had the whole th- I had the whole thing planned out. I, I produced that show too. It's good. Great first three episodes. Really funny. Like I love JQ's Harry Potter theories. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got to go check that out if you haven't. But if you liked all the first, this episode of episode MR Talks, we're doing that again. Uh, we did episode season one. We had three specials, live specials, I might add. And we have season two right here. And we got at least one more episode coming out before we do some shuffling around. What, and, has, uh, what has been your favorite MMR Talks episode, Antonio? God, you know, there's so many. It's just putting you on the ball right now. Um, I loved uh, Election 2020. Is a really good one. Expectations of Men is a really good one. Scams is a really good one. Halloween hype was a really good one. We had some really really good ones. There are a lot of great. There are a lot of great ones, <laughs> and eventually I want to get some uh, MMR Talks merch out there. We got stickers. They're very rare though. Very rare. Like Pokemon cards. Exactly. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Shlomo yes, and, and Versace and Seamus and Chris is over there. Hi, hi, Chris. Yell really loudly so they can hear you. There he is. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys next time Dana's got the hook up